So four years ago, we did this marriage panel for the first time, and it's something that I've really come to enjoy. I guess that the main reason I've enjoyed this so much is I think it's such a benefit to us in the church to be able to learn from the perspective of older believers, um, some of us much older believers. Oh, and I just think it's uh, it's really cool for us to be able to hear from their stories of faith, wrestling with a lot of the questions that we've all wrestled with. And so I hope that no matter where you're at in your consideration of the topics of marriage and dating and uh, and your faith in Christ, I hope that what they have to share will be an encouragement to you. And let's uh, let's get through these questions. And if we have time at the end, I'd love to take some more. But first of all, why don't we get to know our lovely panelists? Um, first question, in a minute or two, can you please tell us who you are, how long you've been in Bloomington, and here at ECC, and if you have any kids or pets, and let us know what you do during the week. We don't have to go in order, so. Hi, I'm Lizzie Gentry, and this is my husband, Nathan. Um, Ian, we've been married for two and a half years. Um, how we met, okay. Uh, we started dating in 2007, um, so we've known each other for a long time. Um, I was going into my freshman... Hi, I'm Lizzie, and this is... <laughs> That was a great answer. Do you have kids or pets? We have a dog and his name is Gabe. And he's wonderful. We have no children. <laughs> 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 I'm Matt Wooden. This is my wife, Leah Wooden. We've lived in Bloomington for 18 years. We have been married for... And we have three children, Allie who is uh, 11, Benny who is 8 to almost 9, and Rowan who is 7. What do I do? I am a 4th grade teacher right there in that building right out the window. What do you do? <laughs> um, I work here in children's ministry at ECC. Hi, I'm Kirk Harris. This is my wife, Mary Beth. Uh, I am a graduate student in political science here at IU uh, and have lived here in Bloomington for a little over five years. Um, do you want to talk about Peggy? Sure. And about the baby? <laughs> so I'm Mary Beth. I have lived in Bloomington going on 11 years. I've been at ECC about five and a half. Um, I work for the Kelly School of Business. I do all, I do fundraising for the Kelly School of Business. So, if you are a Kelly student, you'll be hearing from me in the future when you graduate. Um, we have a beagle, Maggie, who was my dog that I brought into marriage two and a half years ago, and we are. <laughs> and we are expecting our first baby in May. Yeah. A little boy. Ooh. Nice, yes. Yeah,
So, how did you guys meet? How long did you date before you were engaged and then married? And what did that process look like? And how long have you been married? So one or, one or two minutes on this guy. <laughs> this could be like a 20 minute story for each couple. Yeah. Well, since I already started dating, so this, I'll start this one. Um, so Nathan and I met in 2007, um, which was my year I graduated college and then the first, or high school and then the first year into my freshman year. Nathan's a year older than me, so he was going into his sophomore year. Um, and we actually met over the summer at DePaul Tennis Camp. Um, so we were both counselors at DePaul Tennis Camp, and that's how we met. Um, and then just kind of started dating um, through school. So we've known each other for nine years. Um, we dated for six six years before we got engaged. Too long for my parents. Six years before we got engaged. Um, I guess it would have been seven once we got married. Um, what else in the past? And. So we've been married two and a half years. It's been wonderful. Have I answered the question? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's see. We we actually met on a connection mission trip. Um, aww. So that was in 2000, and we really didn't know. It was a big group that went. We didn't get to know each other very well. I should say, prior to this trip, um, I was at the point where I. And decided, okay, I've been in a relationship um, that was done. I was ready to kind of be single. I was happy with just me and the Lord for the rest of my life if that's what he wanted. And But one day I was walking on campus and daydreaming about being married. And he, <laughs> you know, like you do. Um, and God stopped me and said, I know you want to be married, but do you want to serve me with someone? And I thought, oh, okay, that's really, that's what it's about. So... Fast forward, we went on the spring break trip, didn't get to know each other very well, got home on, and it was a Tuesday. I had, oh my gosh, it was a great trip. I was processing a bunch of things. Um, so I came home from class early and I prayed that God would force me to take huge leaps of faith for him. And I got home and he gave me things, boom, boom, boom. And the third thing was that he called me and said, <laughs> this is what he said. He said, Hey, I I just really feel like God is calling me to get to know you. <laughs> this is what else he said. He said, um, I feel like you're supposed to fulfill a big role in my life, and I hope that I can fulfill the same role in yours. <laughs> word for word. So I don't know this guy. Not not attracted to him at the time. Um, but it worked. But, but it worked. <laughs> So, yeah, so from then on, it was, it was a lot of trust. So, um, you're defenseless right now, you don't have a mic. I don't have a mic. There's a lot more of the story, but we'll let, in okay. the interest of time. I wanted two minutes. I know. Okay. You skipped out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You make it sound well, like a creep. I know. It wasn't creepy. I knew him a little bit. Anyway, so we decided to get together once a week. And talk and pray, and um, it wasn't. It didn't take very long for us to follow up. Um, and so then that was. Let's see. So we met on the trip in March, March um, and then the, our relationship progressed after that. And then we got engaged that following Christmas. 
And then we had a 17-month engagement, which was really crummy. Um, I mean, it was still fine, but just it was a long time to get married. So I think that's it for me. tells the story of how we met the best, but we are almost in the exact location of where we met. So I'll like let the you... same part of the same room. Yes. <laughs> so, I think I was sitting like there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'll let Kirk tell the story. No, I'm sorry. It says, it says in a minute or two, please tell the story. To each couple with wives answering primarily and husbands pitching in. Okay, Jeff, uh, who I knew from uh, like from childhood, from high school, uh, and even before, um, was here at the Jacobs School getting a master's in trombone performance. Um, I came here for completely unrelated reasons uh, to pursue my doctorate in political science, and uh, there was a free meal here uh, at ECC, um, and he had been here the year before, uh, and knew the church, and knew Mary Beth, actually. Um, and so we came, it was the start of the year, it was uh, uh, end of August. Um, and, uh, and and we came to this to this meal, um, and uh, Jeff and I showed up late, but there was some food left, so we were, they really, were really eating. Really late, like we were packing up the chairs and like cleaning up the tables. <laughs> at any rate, uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, Jeff and I were eating uh, as quickly uh, as much food as we could, um, and uh, and. Uh, uh, I look up and uh, this beautiful woman and her friend are uh, walking over to say hi. And uh, because Mary Beth knew Jeff before, um, Mary Beth is the beautiful woman in the story, by the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and I looked up and I was like, well, this is a freebie. So um, like I had to do absolutely no work to, to meet this uh, amazing, wonderful woman. Um, uh, and uh, then the, there's a longer history to our courtship. And, yeah, so we um, we started dating, so we met in August, we started dating in November-ish. <laughs> Officially, we started dating in January, there's more to that story. Um, and then we dated for like a year and nine months, and were engaged for ten months before we got married. So we got married in July of 2013. Yes. In there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already learned about communication in marriage, and being humbled and what have been some of the most enriching and enjoyable aspects of being married? Um, I think one for me, and I think both of us, is that there's someone in your corner um, pretty much all the time, unless you're totally off base. And that's another thing that's, that's nice as well, is you have that person who will be honest with you. Um, so when you have a totally harebrained idea, or you've done something totally stupid, you have someone there who will not only correct you, but also find a way that, to kind of love you through that. Um, so you're not going through those things alone. You're not going through new opportunities at work. Or for me, when we were dating, I was going through physical therapy school, which was challenging. So you know, I didn't feel like I was going through that alone. Um, and being married, that's been kind of further cemented. Um, I think one of the two things come to mind, and um, the first is that I've learned the most grace. Um, I've learned the most about God's grace for me through Matthew and um, 
And then the other thing is just that he makes me laugh every single day. That's the quickest way to my heart, and he just makes me laugh every day. So I think um, something that both the, the other couples have touched on are really the top two for me. One is like being a part of a team, and we talk about being a part of a team. We're Team Kirky Bat. But we do really do look at life together as a team and we are approaching life together, not in opposite ways. And so um, just knowing that like no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter how uncertain the future may seem like Kirk is going to be there and he's my partner um, in all things, um, especially in this exciting adventure that's starting in May. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is just laughing together. Yep. I think it's been, it's just incredible to have somebody who makes you laugh every day. So there's a, um, I can't remember the, the uh, where where this appears in, in scripture, somewhere in the New Testament. Um, let us spur one another on towards loving good deeds. Uh, and it's in Hebrews? Okay. And so when we think about, about being a team, that's a verse that comes to mind for me uh, a, a lot. And so when we were dating, um, you know, the question I kept asking myself is, uh, is this someone with whom I can, we can like, spur each other on towards loving good deeds? Yes. Okay. Let's get married. Um, that, hey, it took a while to answer that question. Like, I mean, it's a, it was a serious uh, process of discernment. But uh, that's, that's what I think about. What have been some of the most difficult and challenging aspects of getting married? And I don't want you guys to feel like we need to go in order all the way down. We can get uh, chaotic. Just for the sake of reversing the order, I'd say that you are the, um, you will be, the the person you are doesn't change just because you get married. Like you're the, the you're the same person the day after you get married that you were before. Uh, only now, uh, uh, like you have uh, this person who you have uh, pledged and promised to love and support for the rest of your life, um, and. Uh, and so, I guess there's a process of sins get, God has a way of uh, exposing uh, your sins sort of, I think, very swiftly um, in marriage, in a relationship. Um, and uh, um, that's a thing that happens. I guess. You want to elaborate on that? What sins were specifically I think one of the challenging things um, is that as you come together as a team, you come from different places, you have different ideas, you have different perspectives, you have, you know, different everything. And just like on any other team that you've ever been a part of or any other partnership, um, there's going to be conflicting ideas on you know, how you spend your money, uh, whether you get a house, live in an apartment, have a pet, don't have a pet, you know, the small stuff. You know, do you like skin milk? One percent, two percent. You know, you don't think about those sorts of things, but if you, you know, that's the way it's been, and now someone else comes into the relationship, and they like, well, no, this is how it is. 
you got to find a way to compromise and figure out, you know, okay, you came this way, I came from this way, where do we meet in the middle? Um, and that can be pretty challenging. I'll expand on that a little bit. Um, something that I think about that I think is um, sometimes a reason that marriage can be challenging is difference in personalities, and I think Nathan touched on this, but um, just as a specific example, I am an extrovert and Nathan is an introvert, and so there are a lot of times in our relationship when I really want to go do something and go be with friends and go with people, and he like dreads every moment of thinking about doing that, <laughs> and in a long way. Um, so, so I think that trying to balance those things um, and realizing that you know it's not just you anymore, kind of you know putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Um, is, is hard, and I think that's a hard part of, you know, where we struggle a little bit in our marriage, but, um, you know, it's a learning process, too, so. I think, you know, I, I expected after 13 years of marriage that my selfishness would be gone, um, but I am perpetually selfish. Uh, it just never goes away, and as I think about my own wants um, in my of Leah, there are still times when I'm afraid to say I want this, or when I when I will say, you know what, I want this, and maybe I just won't tell Leah about it because I just I want it for myself. I want that part of my relationship or this part of my life just to be me, and that's non-existent anymore. Um, so you know, being um, being a, a person who and I would imagine, like maybe some of you too, who's never going to escape selfishness, um, living in a married relationship in the context of two selfish people is just hard. Um, I think, you know, the one thing for me too, you know, um, to touch on what Nathan and Lizzie were talking about is that, you know, I remember we, we wrote our own vows, and one thing I said in the vows is that I'll talk to you. Um, because I knew going in, that might be a struggle to just you know keep that conversation, to keep that communication going. And I think the biggest, the, you know, if I were to boil down one thing, I think that I, I love about the, the way that our marriage relationship works is we say everything. We talk about cereal. We talk about, you know, I can't, you know, the, the mundane is all throughout our life. And I think, you know, uh, I would know that something were wrong with our relationship when we stop talking about little things. Thanks for sharing, guys. Can you think of any times or experiences in your life together that God grew your relationship with each other or with him in a particularly memorable or profound way? Um, I'll go back to something Mia said, is that you learn a lot of forgiveness and a lot of grace um, and a lot about, like Matt said, how selfish you can be um, in a marriage pretty quickly. Because it's not like in dating where people go home and you have your separate time. It's not like a brother or sister um, where you know you can just say, well, I hate, I hate my sister or I hate my brother. Uh, you're kind of stuck and there's no separate households that you guys can go. You can go to a separate room, but then you got to come back together. And so you learn that forgiveness and you learn to see, you know, I need to forgive them because in 10 minutes I'm going to need some forgiveness as well. Um, and so you learn how much you need that both from your spouse and also, you know, 
how much we got from the cross um, and that little bitty glimpse we get of how um, amazing that is. Um, this is a more specific story. Um, so when Nathan and I first met at tennis camp, uh, we ate at the, in the DePaul dining hall for all of our meals. And when we first sat down um, for our meal, Nathan sat down and he instantly prayed for his food. He like sat there with all the cameras around us and we're all talking and he's sitting there praying for his food. And that was such an impactful moment for me. He knew none of us. He knew nothing about us. He had no idea if any of us are Christians and he's sitting there praying over his meal. And that was something that I instantly, it kind of instantly hit me that, you know, this man is incredible and he, you know, it doesn't matter to him what everybody else thinks that he's going to sit here and do this. So I know it's a really specific example, but I think that's a way and from the very, very beginning that our relationship kind of started to grow. So. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, just the way that God formed the beginnings of our relationship. It was super fast and super intentional. And then um, we were just really intentional about how we went about it and how we guarded it. And um, I'm so thankful because um, several times over our marriage, um, it's just been really evident that God gave us a really strong foundation first. Um, about six or seven years ago, um, uh, God called Matthew into a different um, career. And so he had to go back to school, which meant I had to go back to work. And we had little kids at the time. And um, it was a big transition. It was difficult. Um, we were more than tired. Um, it was pretty awful. Uh, and there were some real, probably the lowest lows um, that I can remember in our marriage. Um, not between us, but just in our circumstances. Um, and it was difficult, and I remember um, several times, you know, we would have some, just days where days would go by, we just, we'd hardly see each other, we'd hardly have a conversation because we were either sleeping or just I was going up to work and he was studying, whatever. Um, and then the kids too. Um, but there were several times that we would stop and almost just feel stunned, and we'd look at each other and we'd say, oh my gosh, we're so thankful for our marriage, that it's so good. Um, that we have such a foundation because we could look around us and see examples of other marriages falling apart um, who might be going through the same circumstances. And um, that just never entered it for us. Um, we were stressed and tired and grouchy and, and all of that, but um, our marriage was solid. And I think I just I, I can see that it's traced back to the way that God started it and gave us those good roots. Just just a quick tag on top of that. Our, that time really, um, it just drove us toward each other and toward the Lord. It was it was um, a time when it would have been really easy to let resentment set in. I was the one who had ushered in this change in our life. It was my career that was changing things. And it would have been very easy for Leah to say, this is your fault. And she never said, this is your fault. He's a graduate student in political science. Um, what he didn't say is that he studies Kenya. Um, and so we had been married a year, and Kirk left for Kenya for four months, um, which was a really you know, challenging part of our relationship for both of us. I um, experienced a lot of fear prior to him leaving 
that I had to go to God and deal with. Um, and then also just through that time of those four months, like learning how to be married, but not on the same continent or on the same time zone. We were um, seven or eight hours apart the whole time, which was really challenging because I worked full time, um, which meant I we got to talk for you know, 15, 20 minutes on my lunch break um, every day. So that was a really challenging time in our marriage, but we grew a lot from it. Um, and Kirk was back in Kenya this summer for two months, and I would say that those two months sped by um, because we had been apart for four months. So two months seems like nothing after doing that. Other than just validating what you said, uh, now we can skip to like, <laughs> some really good stories. I don't have a good one. <laughs> Well, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you were in the dating world, what would it be? So, uh, I mean, I think the one, the one piece of advice would be, like, Kurt, make the most of your singleness. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, like, there are ways that you can serve God as a single person that you can't uh, as uh, a married person. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's um, everything from the big picture stuff, like uh, where am I going to live, what kind of career am I going to pursue, uh, to um, the you know smaller sort of daily life stuff. Um, you know, how am I going to uh, create fellowship? How am I going to you know be able to uh, preach the gospel to myself, to my neighbors, to my friends? Um, you know, on, on on a daily basis. And so, um, uh, like it took a long time, I guess. For me to um, to learn to sort of embrace um, not being in a relationship because I was someone who hadn't really dated uh, before being married. Beth, I had one brief relationship in college, but um, you know, beyond that, uh, um, hadn't had you know these these dating experiences. Didn't know what it was like to be in a relationship, and so uh, you know, it took a while for me to learn to embrace that. Uh, and I distinctly remember going to God, you know, and accepting that. And then a couple months later, I met Mary Beth. So um, God has a way of uh, showing us what we need to know when we need to know it. Just to add to that, I I also had a very similar experience with Kirk. I didn't date anyone until I met Kirk. Um, and we didn't meet until we were kind of in our mid to late 20s. And so I had gone through my entire undergrad with friends left and right, getting married, getting engaged. I think one summer I went, one year I went to 10 weddings. Um, and so I was surrounded by people who were getting married and I constantly wanted to be married. I wanted to be married. And I think I wasted a lot of energy that could have been devoted to other things desiring after that. Um, <coughs> God clearly had a plan for when I was going to meet Kirk. I'm going to say something, and then Leah's going to respond to it, and she's going to make the thought better, because that's what she does. Because <laughs> I haven't vetted this thought enough yet in my head to really say it out loud, but that's kind of my MO, so I'm going to say it and let Leah clean it up. Um, I, you know, I'm starting to think through this process for my own children um, as they move into the middle school years and beyond. Um, about what I want to communicate to them about dating. 
Um, and I think it's the same advice I would give college students as well, which is um, be more patient than picking. Um, wait for the right time um, instead of focusing on the right person. Um, the person, you know, I think can can fall in a broad category of people called Christians. The time, you know, the time may be wrong or right. Your maturity may be wrong or right. Uh, their maturity may be wrong or right. So I think, you know, if my daughter were to come to me today and say, what should I know about dating? I think I would say, focus more on, on patience than beginners. That actually came out pretty well. <laughs> People were nodding when I said it. You can just wave to the camera right <laughs> This is being taped for your children. Future children. Oh my. Um, I will not be as well crafted as that, so very nice job. Um, and I also may let Nathan expand on this. Um, I'm stealing this a little bit from him. Uh, he gave a similar talk um, when he graduated from PT school. He was the class speaker and gave a talk similar to this and um, about what I'm about to say. Um, I think if I would uh, tell myself one thing in the dating world, it would be enjoy the stage that you're at. And it goes a little bit uh, kind of what you guys talked about, but. Uh, you know, I think we always have thoughts in life and, well, only if I, uh, you know, were married or only if I, when I graduate, this will be great or it'll be great when I get a dog or it'll be great when I have children. But, you know, you can't keep thinking of that next step. You really have to enjoy where you are in the moment. Um, so, you know, in the dating world, it was, you know, oh, if we were just living together, this would be great because we would have all this time together. We wouldn't have to, you know, work hard at doing X, Y, and Z. And I, I think a lot of um, the advice that I would provide there was really, really, truly enjoy, you know, enjoy the awkward beginning stage when, you know, you have butterflies and you feel so awkward and you don't know what to do. Enjoy, you know, that middle stage and you're getting to know each other a little bit better. Really kind of enjoy those, those different stages that you're at. Thanks. We've got 15 minutes. I want to cover, here's some questions about uh, developing your dating relationships. How do you think exclusivity <coughs> and commitment are best established in a relationship? Full throttle from the beginning, or does that develop over time? What? <laughs> well, it was my fault. So, uh, when Mary Beth and I met, so Mary Beth alluded to this when she said that um, we started dating like November-ish, uh, and then, uh, um, um... He asked me out in November, he did not consider it a date. I didn't, I didn't know I'd ask out on a date. In retrospect, like, it was a date, like, everyone else, like, I think knew it was a date. I didn't know that that's what I'd done. And then we kept on, like, meeting and hanging out and getting coffee and dinner, like I bought you dinner several times. Um, yeah. So, so, at any rate, I, it's, I didn't, it's not like I had a, a girlfriend at, uh, at this time. Uh, there was uh, a woman who I had uh, met, uh, an American woman who I met when I lived in Kenya um, and uh, had a serious crush on for a long time. 
95% unreciprocated, we'll say. <laughs> um, and just like, was like, like so I, like, I met Mary Beth and started like, in retrospect, like I was falling in love, I didn't know it at the time, because uh, I didn't even know we were dating. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, um, gosh, this is a mess. So anyway, uh, um, I was like working through all these feelings, and uh, like at one point, like over dinner at was it Taste of India, was at, like I brought this up to to like Mary Beth, like in a like. She had feelings for this other girl. <laughs> and I was like just trying to figure everything out, uh, <laughs> and I had no idea how stupid and hurtful of a thing this was to say. I had no idea how like foolish my behavior had been. Kirk is an external so sometimes things get said out loud that then you know we have to observe. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I asked them to be on the panel. <laughs> that's why you asked us at like two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> so uh, Rochelle and Aaron Brown were going to be on the panel, but Rochelle got sick, and so I said I've been looking for an excuse to ask. So <laughs> so uh, like I'd say clarity and communication are uh, are essential in this process of uh, um, defining your relationship. Um, I'd also say that this has been sort of a significant experience of grace uh, for me in our relationship. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. I mean, for both of us. I mean, for both of us, really, like, it was a, it was something that we worked through together, and, you know, I don't know, but... I don't hold it against you, you don't hold it against me for how mad I was at you afterwards. I would confess if I had like ill intentions, but like I, I don't know, wait, this thing is so useless. <laughs> I, would, I would confess if I had ill intentions, but like I did, there was no like ill will, there was no like malice, uh, you know, in, 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 my, in my thoughts uh, in this process. I, I was just, you know, an emotional idiot. And, and so, <laughs> You know, stuck like stumbling through this whole process, and you know the chance to sort of like give an experience grace. I think is essential in a relationship, and um, that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you guys sharing yeah. that. Thank you. Um, any other thoughts on that question before we move on? <laughs> How do you think exclusivity and commitment are best established in a relationship? Or why don't, for the sake of time, I kind of uh, present the other question that you guys just actually answered. The next question that actually a student asked was if you were in a dating relationship prior to the one with your spouse, did those previous relationships leave you with any challenges for you and your future spouse to work through? And how did you move past those challenges? So you can answer that one. I'd like to point can... out that it was not at any point a dating relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they went straight from the friend zone to marriage. <laughs> no, no, no. The court report will clearly read back Clarify. Um, I hadn't really been in a whole lot of dating relationships prior to meeting Lizzie. I dated a girl in high school for six months or a year, went to prom, it was not, didn't end well. Um, <laughs> but I think the only thing I really took away from that was she did not really get along well with my family and, and a little bit of vice versa. Um, I don't know why, I don't, you know, looking back from when I was 16, that's too far back now. Um, so, you know, when I met Lizzie, her getting along with my family was very important. 
uh, which seems something small, um, but you know you're with this person for the rest of your life, and you know your other family doesn't go away. Um, so the fact that Lizzie gets along so well with you know I have three siblings and with my parents um, was you know just a burden that was lifted that we didn't have to worry about you know going to my parents like her you know all that sort of stuff. So that was really the only thing that I brought in. Um, I've thought about this <clears throat> question for a while, and it's funny because I have kind of two separate responses. Um, and the first is that I was in a dating relationship um, prior to meeting Matthew, and it was not good. And as a result of that relationship, that's why I kind of buckled down and said, okay, God, here's what I want. And, I'm, and I had said the next person that I date will be the person I marry because I'm not, um, I just, I wanted to be sure. And, um, and they're just hurtful consequences after that relationship. So, um, but in God's good grace and perfect timing, um, the my the guy I dated, we um, we were able to talk and forgive each other, and um, and God just really brought a lot of healing there. And it's actually the same day that it was right before I was going to talk to him for the first time. <laughs> it was just good timing. But but as I think about this question, the part that stood out to me more. Um, did those previous relationships leave you with any challenges that you and your future spouse had to work through? So, as I think about our marriage, um, that that dating relationship, I don't feel like has had really any bearing on us. Um, the relationships, the relationships that I feel like have the most bearing on our marriage are the relationships I grew up with, my family, um, and that can be really difficult <laughs> because you grow up in this family and you learn to do things a certain way. You learn to handle conflicts a certain way, you learn to show emotions a certain way, and your spouse grows up and learns it differently, and that's hard. I remember before we got married, um, we had kind of our first disagreement. I won't even call it a fight because we were so passive-aggressive, both of us, that we couldn't call it a fight, but we were mad at each other. And I grew up learning to walk away from the situation, and you ignore it, and then you come back to ours later and everybody's fine. Well, he did not grow up that way, <laughs> and so that was a that was hard for us. And so we had to talk. With, I think we were we went through marriage counseling, or maybe we we're going through marriage counseling at the time, and that was an eye opener. It's like, oh, we have to figure out how to do this <laughs> because we we do it differently. And um, again, there's a lot of give and take there to be had. And so I think when I think about our own experience, I think that those are the relationships that have the most bearing on marriage is how what you grow up learning that makes sense this next question can you give me a 30-second clip um, question is if you could go back and tell yourself one thing is a newlywed what would it be in 30 seconds enjoy marriage <laughs> also we're kind of still sure I like I don't I don't I don't have I don't have any advice. <laughs> okay. No, like marriage, like marriage has been like. The mic just dropped it. Marriage, marriage has been fantastic, and it has not always been easy. But uh, it, I, like, I have absolutely zero regrets. Uh, like, you know, about anything that was left sort of undone when I was single or, you know, any, like, I 
It's just enjoy, enjoy marriage. Enjoy uh, spurring one another on towards living good deeds. Perfect. Don't get isolated. Um, don't live in your cave with your spouse. Um, get out and still see other people, not in that way. Um, <laughs> you know, find other married people, find other couples that are older than you. Um, be in a church. Um, be in a church with people who are older than you, um, to be frank. Um, if you find yourself, I'm getting a little more political here, but if you find yourself in a church where everyone's the same age as you, I feel uncomfortable. Um, because if you if you don't have anyone else in that, you know, that age bracket above you who's done it, then um, that's, man. Uh, Bob and Brenda for us, I mean, you know, we were just telling a story about Bob and Brenda a few minutes ago before we got started. You know, we, we couldn't have done it. Uh, it's just too hard to do it without someone else who's done it ahead of you. This is going to be a really weird response, especially because it's the panel that we have, but take advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> and not this advice, this is the wonderful advice. <laughs> but I think that when you are dating in a relationship and you get married, people like to give you lots of advice and what to do and what not to do. And take all of it with a grain of salt. Know that each person's path is going to be, be different. Every relationship is different. Thank you guys for sharing. I really appreciate you all and your willingness to be open and uh, share your experiences and your walk of faith. And I really value all of your friendship and uh, your participation in our community here at ECC and uh, connection this evening. So let's give these guys a round of applause.